What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24/7 Sports Podcast. I'm your host Matthew Bruni, and with me, as always, is Colin Mitchell. No pause this time. Colin, how are you? I'm doing great. It's 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 almost football time. It's another week. It's another week closer to the season. Isn't it one more week? Well, it's I think eight eight days from now. We're recording this on Friday. Okay, so this will be out week. on Friday. Well, yeah. Next week, Friday, we're gonna be like, oh yeah, tomorrow's the game. So one more week. Eight days away. All right, we're eight days away from the first game. It's, I can feel the excitement in the air uh, when I go on campus. It's like Christmas. It is, except with no gifts. Except you know, a win, it would be a gift, I guess. A win is a win over Abilene Christian even a gift though. Well, if you lose, what is it? Coal. There you go. So yes. <laughs> okay, no, it's worse than coal. It's like it's like you get coal. And then it's like having a stocking with a hole in the bottom of it, and you see the coal on the floor. So before you even open the stocking, you see the coal. Damn. Yep. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, <laughs> and then a yep. candle falls down, and then that coal sets on fire. Yeah. And then it's like waking up the next morning and seeing Santa choked on your cookies that you left him out the night before. There you go. There you go. That's how we're starting this podcast <laughs> off. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's. All right. For those kids out there, Santa's real. All right. Yes, it's true. All right. So we have a season preview podcast today and that sounds like a loaded statement how do you preview an entire season you know that's like four months worth of football so we're just going to go through the schedule we're going to go through our preseason superlatives picks so we're going to you know pick you know offense mvp defense mvp yada yada um we'll go through three big questions that i have for this team going into the season and we'll answer a couple y'all's questions so let's get into it colin because this is this is it this is this is the podcast where we're gonna make our predictions here. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm gonna be right like I always. All am. right, we're gonna look back on this in about four months. Have we looked back at any of our predictions? Basketball season, we did. You remember that? Kind of. All right. Well, we did. So anyways, oh yeah, we did because you were wrong. I'm yes, just kidding. You were I'm right. sure I was. You were right on the scouting reports. Yeah, they were, they were pretty nice. I'm I'm pretty good. What can I say? He said, hey, what can I say? All right. All right. So let's let's open this up. Schedule. The schedule breakdown, Colin. All right. Now, we all know who comes first, Abilene Christian. Um, we're going to go game by game here. You, I say a team, you give me the percentage chance of winning. Okay, you can't do 100%, so. Of course. Abilene Christian. 99.9%. All right, 99.9%. I have a friend that goes to ACU, and he sometimes listens to this podcast, and he, t- and he, told, uh, he told my other buddy, that he should come to the game with him because this will be a game and we're not going to get swept. And I was like, you're about to get just like dusted out the door. <laughs> yeah, you're getting <laughs> swept. I, didn't, I haven't even heard that term in football phrasing before. Yeah, I have neither. Swept. Mopped? Mopped, Mopped. is a better term. Yeah, that's a better term. All right. All right. I'll agree with you. I'll go 99%. I won't put the extra Please point put nine the .9. That's less faith than Mason. Think about it. I'm saying 99%. All right. All right. Oh, um, no. On the road... At SMU, Colin. Win. I'm not asking them. What's the percentage chance of winning that game? Give me 65%. That's high. That's way too high. No way. That's way too high, Colin. Colin, 
at SMU listen, with listen, listen, we all know that you are a big UT fan and your favorite quarterback in the whole world is at SMU now. <laughs> Michelle's not my favorite. SMU has not had fans at their stadium in like eleven years. What does that mean? That means that it's gonna be a home game for North Texas. You you really think so? I think there will be more North Texas fans there than SMU fans. That's, it could. I get okay, I'm not It was like that my freshman year, and it's gonna happen again. I, I don't I don't see it. I mean I I know SMU doesn't pull a lot of people. I went to their homecoming last season and there was nobody there. Yeah, I know SMU doesn't pull a lot of people because I mean it's a small campus. Or it's a small pop population, I guess, in the first place. I don't even know what their what is their enrollment? I don't know. Why does it matter? I'm just well yeah, it does because all right, it's eleven it's twelve thousand basically. So it's a third of the size of NT. I'm just saying like and it's a private school, so I don't know. But I'm just saying, yes, they don't typically get a lot of people to their game. Yeah, so it's going to be a North Texas home game, basically. To say that it's a North Texas home game is crazy. I bet it'll be no less than 50-50. Okay. All right. So 65% UNT. Okay, but that doesn't have anything to do with on the fields, Colin. It does. It doesn't. Yes, it does. You argued to me that it's away. It doesn't matter because there's going to be more North Texas fans than there are SMU fans there. Okay, you're right. You're right about that. But on the field, sixty-five percent chance. This to win. SMU team is way better than they were last year. Sixty-five percent chance to win. Okay, I'm not arguing that anymore. I'm arguing why I think you're wrong. I'm saying this team is way different. They have an actual quarterback. They have. I mean, it's year two, um, in their in their system now. I just think it. Sixty-five percent is really high. Ben Hicks went to Arkansas. Congratulations. They have Shane. And James Prochet on the outside. You're a UG fan. I know that. Look. Who's better? Who's better? Ben Hicks and Cortland Sutton or Shane and Prochet? Okay, thank you. Now, please continue with with our picks. What's probably Sutton. Yeah, probably Sutton. <laughs> okay. Just because of Sutton. Sutton's an NFL receiver. Okay, well, then there you go. That answers your question. Okay, and they mopped us. Us, North Texas. They mopped North Texas two years ago. I don't need this. 65% chance. All right, 65%. I'll go with... Man, that is really a coin. SMU is going to be favored. Uh, I'll say 50-50. Okay. Is that a cop-out? No, it's not a cop-out. All right, it's, it's not a cop-out. I, I wouldn't say it's a cop-out. I feel like it's a cop-out. The, safe, the, the actual educated pick would be 50-50, but I'm, you know... Irrational. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm going to say 50-50 on that. All right. All right. At Cal. This is interesting because I don't... Really know a whole lot about Cal these days. Let me give you a brief rundown of give Cal. Give me a brief rundown. They have four players, I believe, on the All Pac-12 defense team in preseason. Three or four. They have a good defense. That's all you yeah, need. They'll be the best I mean, defense I mean, this team plays. I, fi- I figured they have a good defense, but offensively, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know a whole lot about. They them. didn't have anyone on the Pac-12. Right. Uh, yeah. Team. So, and I think that that's where the game will be won. But. That is a really good defense, like you said. Man, give me thirty percent chance of winning. Damn, that's low. Is it? <laughs> what, I mean, you say you're gonna be like coin flip game, fifty fifty. No, no, no. I, I'll say I'll say forty. I'll say forty forty percent chance. I think Cal is gonna be the best defense they play this year. But at this point, if they beat SMU and get some momentum going into it, who knows? All right, UTSA at home. That's an easy win. What, what percentage? Give me, give me, give me, eighty-five percent. 
I'll I'll raise you. 90 percent 90 huh 90 i am not scared of uts i'm not scared either at all i'm not at all scared either at all but we also said that last season so that's why i had to dock the five percent <laughs> it's true last season performance kind of just <laughs> makes drove, you like we drove all the way down to san antonio and we were both talking about how utsa was about to get smacked and then <laughs> yeah we all, we all know how it happened one off on all the right list. next game all right Houston at home. This is very interesting. This is my 50-50 game. 50-50? 50 game. All right, we, only, we get one 50-50. So you have to pick a favorite. And it can't be 51%. You got to be about five. Intervals of five. Okay. Okay. Uh, Derek King is going to be really good. Mason Fine is going to be really good. Uh, Houston has a stud receiver on the outside. North Texas has a stud receiver on the outside. Houston might be slightly more talented. North Texas is home. Oh my God! I don't know what to pick. Uh, Hold right. your gut. What's the gut say? What's what's the Bruni Bruni belly say? <laughs> my gut says. Just be honest. Forty-five percent chance North Texas. All right. Slight favorite seat. I'm worried. That's gonna be a hell of a game. Oh, yes. I can't wait. It's gonna be amazing. Ooh, I cannot wait for that game. All right. Um, then after a bye week, they have at Southern Miss. So then you start getting into the of the yeah on Tuesday schedule. Um, Southern Miss on the road, Colin. How what are we feeling? Because we know that they have the defense. We know they have Jack Abraham at quarterback. You know, Quest Wadley on the outside. They got some guys. What are we feeling? I'm feeling seventy percent chance of winning. I, not at all. That's high. This team is urgent. This is this is their last year. They have to be world beaters if they want to be anything. No, you're right. They need to. They need to. If they want to win conference, you say. I'm taking into account what I think should happen. So, okay, I'm gonna go. Man, this is tough. He's like 55. Southern Miss is gonna be is gonna be favored. Who cares? This is your opinion. Southern Miss will have come off. Southern Miss plays Troy, Alabama, and Ole and Mississippi State. You think that makes them better or worse? Just real quickly. I don't want to spend too much. Better. All right, I'll say North Texas is fifty-five percent. Of course. Middle Tennessee at home. You know they lost Stockstill at quarterback. Ninety percent. That's high. I'm gonna go eighty percent. Charlotte on the road. Ninety percent. UTEP at home. Ninety percent. These. This is really easy. Give me ninety five percent. I'll give not okay. Louisiana Tech on the road. Now this is this is an interesting one. Man, give me sixty percent. I'm gonna take damn. Say forty percent. Wow. No faith. Does I have this, I have, does this fall in line with your with your prediction of the record? No, I'm not even thinking about that right now. I don't even know what I've said to this point. I just know how talented Louisiana Tech is and how good they're going to be at home. And North Texas on the road, is it's it's going to be tough. But, I mean, at that point, that's a game that if you win that, then you're like, all right, we're winning the conference. Yeah. Like, even if they lose to Southern Miss and if they win that game, because they'll win the three games before that, then you can be like, all right, we're winning. All right, at Rice. 90%. 95 uh, home versus UAB. They're going to want revenge this year, and I don't think they're going to take UAB for granted, even though they are worse. So give me 80%. I'll say 70. 
Um, all right. Now that we got those three, now that we got went through that, just gave y'all a rundown of the schedule. What's the most important three game stretch of the season? Two, three, and four, in my opinion. Because We're looking at that, that will, so it's Cal. No, it's SMU. SMU, Cal, and Houston, right? Cal and UTSA. Okay, then. Mm. I hate this is a three game stretch. I, I'm still going to go with that three. I want to put Houston in there, but I feel like those those three games, because ACU is not, no one cares about ACU. Of course. I feel like that these are the most important games, not necessarily because it sets them up for their season, but I think it, depending on what happens in these games, gives them national exposure, and I think that's more important. See, okay, there's that, that's the line I was exactly waiting for you to say, or waiting to get into, I guess, because how are we balancing success this season as far as national exposure and conference championship? I think, obviously, the team wants to get a conference championship. That's obviously the goal this season, but there has to be more than that because you're not going to get another Mason fine. You're not going to get another Seth Luttrell. You're not going to get... Or at least not immediately. That's what I'm saying. Like You're not going to get all of this again for a while, probably. So you need to ha- you need to set your goals higher than a conference championship because you're going to have a shot at that every year. Although it's not, you might not have as talented a team, but you're still going to have a shot at it. This national exposure, you're not going to have a quarterback that's projected to go to be drafted in the NFL. Yeah. Because who knows when the last time that has ever happened. So um, I think that good exposure this the six for Heisman campaign I think almost takes precedent over results in our in in terms of in terms importance of, for what this team does this year the, the, and, and yeah and and that's not from the team's perspective I feel like that's from like everyone looking in on the team I don't know if that makes sense no obviously, obviously the team wants to win but I feel like you need to Put yourself on the map somehow because otherwise it's this is your last chance to kind of go to that next level and if you don't get there then you're just going to be another conference USA team that dies and just continues to get yes you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean I'm trying to think how how I want to word this because obviously if they go 13 and 0 going into a bowl game obviously they're going to get national exposure like right. obviously if you went to in a certain extent you're going to get national exposure a la UCF or anyone else that wins a lot of games. But because there's a difference, if this team goes, if this team goes nine and three, but the three losses are in conference play and they end up beating Cal, SMU, and Houston, that's a success. to start off to start off the year five and zero. Oh, yeah. Then we're talking about potentially being ranked. We're talking about Mason Fine actually having a Heisman. Yeah. Uh. You know Heisman ballot, Heisman campaign behind him. If they're five and zero when he's thrown for two thousand yards in in five games, like just stuff like that, then you could start seeing the name yeah. pop up more. The, com- the conference between the conference wins become less important at that point for obviously national recognition. Not, for national recognition, that's not from a team standpoint, obviously, but for the program success, for them to become an, a UCF, which obviously is the next step, they have to. They have to do that. It's it's tough because would I mean would any group of five school though if you don't you don't get the wins then you're not going to get the recognition. Like you can get it for this year, 
and I know what you're saying. Like, if you be, if you, if we start off five and zero, and Mason Fine has a Heisman campaign and stuff, people will know the name North Texas much more than they did in the past. But like, if UCF stops winning now, and they and they go back to being like a six and six team or whatever they were, and in two years, people will know. You know, the the linebacker with with one hand. I'm sorry for getting a Shakim Shakim um, Shakim Griffin. That's yeah. it. Uh, they'll, I mean, they'll remember, you know, the quarterbacks they've had and some other guys they've they've had drafted and whatnot. But it's just, I feel like as a program, though, you you don't get that. But they only got their chance to get those players because they had that national recognition. Like Arkansas last year did wonders for this team. I agree with that. If they didn't, if you could argue, well, we argued last week that FAU made this made the season successful. I feel like if you took Arkansas off that and gave them a win against Old Dominion. The season's not a success. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying. It's an interesting argument because how obviously none of this matters to the players, the coaches. But from us looking on and us wanting them to be, you know, successful past this year, you know, right. that starts with the brand. Yeah, That's, this season. This season means more to the program than just let's win this conference championship this year. Because like I said, you're losing Mason. You're trying to find the new Mason, yes. and you're only going to do that if you get. And replaced. you're trying to replace all these seniors that you're, yeah. you're losing theoretically. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot at stake. So that will be interesting. My pick, I'm gonna go the opposite direction. I had this penciled in beforehand. Ooh, there's two ways I can go on this. Actually, there's two ways I can go on this. I can either go Louisiana Tech Rice UAB to end the season, final three games, Louisiana Tech and Rice on the road. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna do that. The other pick, interesting pick, you could have done would be at Cal home versus UTSA, home versus Houston. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I just felt like right now SMU has more. SMU is a bigger game than Houston, in terms of. I don't think it's a bigger game for recognition, but I think it's a bigger game for fans. So I oh, so yeah, that's why definitely. I lumped it in there because definitely. everyone hates SMU at UNT. Sure. Um, Houston, depending on how the game goes, might be might be might top that list. But I feel like SMU, if you get a win there, that makes the fan base happy. Then they show out to Houston, and right. then the Cal game. If you do good in that game, then you know. Yeah, then you're really rolling. All right, I'm gonna go with Louisiana Tech, Rice, and UAB though, because I feel like if you win those three games, there's no way you don't win the conference. Even with a Southern Miss loss, if you go seven or yeah. seven and one in conference, yeah. I mean, you're set up for this. So. And that's ultimately what one of the things I want out of the season more than anything, really, which is a, this is completely selfish on me. I want the conference championship game in Denton. Like I want North Texas to play whoever they play, FAU, FIU, I don't care, Marshall. I want them to play in Denton. Wouldn't that be a hell of a that sunset would, ride out? Into oh, the- that would be so <laughs> much fun. That would be so much fun. I don't want it to be in Marshall. I don't want it to be at a, in Florida or anything like that. I want it to be in Den. That's one of my personal wants from this season. So, but so you, you got to get there first. These are the personal wants: thirteen and zero, conference championship in Denton. Mason Fine is Heisman. He gets drafted yeah, in the it. first round there and starts go. first week of exactly. the NFL. Exactly. That's the dream. Those are the dreams of the Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Here, you heard it here first. All right. Four commandments. <laughs> It can't be commandments if they're... They I, be. Okay, I'm not they arguing this. All right, Colin. Give me... Let's wrap up the schedule talk here with an underrated test this team will face this year. Give me one team off the schedule. You know, I'll 
and name it off to you. Mm. Give me an underrated ACU. team. ACU. How are they underrated, Colin? I don't think they're underrated. We everyone knows what they are. <laughs> North Texas knows what they are. But this will even though it'll be a blowout either way. This game will convince us whether they are the same team as last year or if they are a new team this year. You mean stylistically or do you mean I mean they're going to put up points obviously. But I always feel like every time they've played bad teams, if they either even if they blew them out, they were never convincing us that they UIW were just... last year was convincing. Incarnate Word last year wasn't was was convincing to me. But yeah, every other game was not right except for SMU Arkansas. Every non-conference game last year was convincing. But then you get into conference and it wasn't yeah. convincing. So I get what you're saying. But how I but but saying that there's so much stock into that first game is tough for me. I don't think so. Because you're it's setting you up for the basically the three most important games of your that you say they're the yeah. most three most important games of the season. I mean, obviously they need to come out and play well. I think that game will have importance because getting comfortable, obviously. Getting another week into the system just helps when you're running yeah. RPOs, you're running with pace, you're doing this and that. New, I think that having that extra week is going to help definitely. But as far as saying it's, the, it's an underrated game, I just consider it like a practice week. And I don't know if that's <laughs> offensive to anybody from Abilene Christian. but <laughs> I mean, they're, they're FCS athletes, so I respect them. But, I mean, you're going against a high-level... They're a division below, below North. Yes, you're a division below, so it's no no disrespect. But uh, my pick for an uh, underrated game, I had two options here. Pick one. <laughs> I'm gonna go home versus UTSA, and I will say you that could argue that ACU would beat UTSA. <laughs> UTSA plays the Incarnate Word week one of their schedule. If Incarnate Word beats UTSA, you better eat crow and say that ACU was the most most underrated <laughs> game. I, this I will. I will. I will. I really want Incarnate Word to win that game though. Just stick it to everybody I know that goes to UTSA just to laugh at them. Battle of Wouldn't San Antonio be awful to like two years ago have the. Be a part yeah, of like, and all these yeah, dudes. and then just all of a sudden fall off so bad that some Craig Wilson will be fired week one. Yeah, if they lose that game. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go UTSA though because rivalry games are always interesting, and I feel like UTSA the last two years feels like they should have had us. Not that that matters because it's completely different teams and different talent levels, but there's s- definitely a somewhere, there. yeah, somewhere in the back of their mind, it's like, ooh, North Texas. The only good team in Texas from Conference USA. Like, I don't know. And then you get a uh, win's homecoming also. Doesn't really matter. Oh, it's it's UTEP again, November 2nd. All right, well, that wasn't really relevant, but I was just looking to see what else could get go on top of the UTSA yeah. game. I just think UTSA is going to be a, an inter- interesting game. And also, it's the first game of conference play. I think UTSA will be an interesting game to set up for Houston. I don't think they're thinking about conference until after Houston. I think right now, Houston is circled. On everyone's calendars. SMU's is circled first. SMU's is circled first. SMU is a bigger game for the team than Houston. I think Houston's a bigger game for Mason. Yes. Because it's yes. basically his counterpart. The number four and five quarterbacks in the country going yeah. at it, baby. And I need Mason to get to that four spot so he, so he can go higher. Honestly, I'm, I'm tweeting at Derek. Give up that four. Give up that four spot. We coming. <laughs> Um. All right. I'm gonna roll with UTSA though. That's kind of tough though. I'm. I was thinking about Rice. Maybe you know on the road. 
after after like a Louisiana Tech game. If this team is supposed to be what they're supposed to be, then you can't say teams like that. Middle Tennessee will be good. For those of y'all who don't know or haven't read my preview, my extensive preview that I got all of the beat writers from Conference USA, go check that out. Shameless plug. Middle Tennessee has some dudes on there. Has some dudes. But no quarterback. But no quarterback. So, not worried. Um, all right. I think that's the schedule. That's everything I had. We will get into our preseason season predictions. Preseason season predictions? How do I say this? That's good. Our pre-season, record predictions. Preseason season predictions. All right, okay, sure. let's go. We'll, we'll go with it. All right, let's get into our superlatives. Because this is something that we've started doing as of basketball season. I don't think we did this football did season last year. We did for last football? Year football, yeah. Okay. Well, I got some interesting sure. superlatives lined up for us this year. I was going to have a social media player of the year, but football players just aren't on social media. Yeah, it was really sad to go through everyone's Twitter and just be like, yep, that's a retweet. Yeah, they yep, just... that's a quote. Yeah, or they'll like quote it with like two words and like, yeah. Like an emoji. We ready. Yeah, we ready. <laughs> I mean, just like stuff like that, you know, it's... I'm Seth like, keeps on lockdown. Seth has to have their phones like... like, like a lockbox at practice. <laughs> as they like go to Twitter and like start tweeting something... Like and they press tweet, an alert comes up, yeah, and no Seth has to on. authorize it. That's exactly what happens. Wonder what it, wonder what it's like to take away Mason's phone from his Seth. Mason, give him the phone. Mason. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, but, but but Seth, I was I was watching game film. <laughs> I was watching game <laughs> film, and then he actually was. No, alive. yeah, no, he definitely is watching game film on his phone. Before the he man, the man walks to class. With his phone sideways, and everyone's like, "Why are you looking at it like that?" He's like, "Game film." Yes. <laughs> like, on his way to class, he is that he is that type of a student of the game. All right, superlatives, Colin. Let's start with the easy ones. All right, get the easy ones out of the way. Everyone at home, play along. Yell out who you think, even if you're with. This is like Dora now. I like it. If you're in a crowd, just yell out who you think should win these awards. Preseason awards. So this is who we're projecting. Preseason offensive MVP, Colin. I'm going to have to say none other than the Mason Fine. Okay. I was very worried. You're so erratic at times. I don't know where you're going. I'm unpredictable. All right. I will also say Mason Fine. Pretty There's easy. no explanation. Let's There's just no continue. Explanation. All right. Defensive MVP. This could be interesting. I think it's going to be Ladarius Hamilton. And that's just because his impact will be more. Like I said, the last few weeks, his stats will go down, I think. But I think his impact will be definitely heard. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about value at this point with the most yeah. valuable players. So I, I agree. I have Ladarius Hamilton. I think Kyrie's very close second, though. Kyrie's just because he's close. a captain. He's smart. Yeah. He directs everybody around. He's going he's gonna to make plays. Who's your dark horse? Can't be Kyrie because he's kind of not really a dark horse. Cam Johnson? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll go with Cam Johnson. I was thinking about one of the insides, one of the Davis boys. I'm going to say Nick. Nick. Nick Harvey? Nick Harvey might be the... Like, he could just come out and just destroy. Good. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Newcomer of the year. Nick Carvey. Look at that. That was good. That was a good segue. Here, we'll go with it. What do you mean? I'm going to go with Jair Shorter. Who? Oh, is, this is for offense and defense. Yeah, just overall. Oh, that feels bad. I'll just say Nick Carvey. I'll go with, with it. Just roll with I'll, it, I'll, man. I'll just go with it. it. I'm going to go Jair Shorter because if you haven't read my depth chart, uh, story, go check that out. It's free on the site, mingreen247.com, and on our Twitters. Go check that out as well. Um, but he has taken the starting receiver spot opposite of Rico from Greg White. That's kind of surprising, but like also kind of not really. 
we knew they were close. Yeah, and we really we knew that Greg White Greg White was just an all around good player. He wasn't like anything special. So I mean, what I mean, I don't. Jair has I don't, some. I don't go to practice, so yeah, Jair why, why has he, some uh, some ability. Does he have like that it thing about? He kind of has a little bit more of an it. He's a redshirt freshman, and yeah. he's got good size. He's six two, and he's long. He's an athlete. I question his hands still. I've, I saw him drop a few passes, uh, a few deep balls, where there wasn't too much coverage on him, and so I I question how he'll do, you know, against live action guys coming at you but i mean against bad teams i definitely can see him being a mismatch uh nightmare so jair shorter i think greg is still gonna get a ton of playing time i think he could i mean hell he could come back and start week two yeah who knows but jair i believe is gonna start week one so that was surprising to me and we'll see how that plays out but he's my uh, newcomer of the year pick and as long as he has like a decent year i'll be happy like 500 500 yards or so the most improved player, Colin, this is kind of difficult here because it has to be most improved player means that they have to have started somewhere and elevated their game to a level of which we take notice of. I am Who gonna, fills that ballot am, for you? I am going to say this and <laughs> oh. it's going to be Mason Fine. <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a hot take, but at the same time, it's a cop out. I don't think it's either. All right. Why is it reasonable? Then I you think, tell me. I think I'll drink like my Chick Fil A. Mason knows that he's got to be. He's got to get drafted. Right. He's gonna go all out. Right. I think he throws for more touchdowns than he did his sophomore year. Are we talking thirty-five touchdowns? Talking. We're talking in thirties. Talking mid thirties, high thirties, high thirties. He's got to go all out. And if he so last year, what do you have? We'll, we'll base it we'll twenty seven and five. So we twenty seven twenty seven and five. Twenty seven touchdowns, five interceptions. We'll just go we'll go thirty five and eight. And then we'll do four thousand one hundred yards. Yeah. And that and I don't think and I don't think anyone else on the team could have I don't want to say they can't improve, but I don't think it would be it'd be like, oh wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not gonna jump off the page to you. Right. My pick is going to be I, I shuffle through a lot of these players, you know. I shuffle through the Rico Bussy, maybe. I shuffle through Jacob Brammer, maybe a right tackle. Who knows? Maybe he could take the next step up and really. I don't know if I don't know if uh, King Hamilton there is going to let him. Yeah, King Hamilton's there. I mean, that's another candidate that could really improve. Um, Dion Noble would be. Uh, Dion was pretty a big good. improvement like guy. Who else was it? Uh, I mean, Cam Johnson to an extent, but he was already, I feel like, a pretty, pretty solid guy. And then you have like Tyreek Davis and Katie Davis. They can improve. But I'm going with Taylor Robinson. T-Rob. I feel like, I like it's that. I feel like it's a pick. I feel like he's a guy that nobody really thinks about when they think about this defense. But that is, is that because he's just overshadowed by the personality? Well, last year he was overshadowed by Timon Hall, Nate Brooks, and uh, Kyrie Muhammad because right. they all made tons of interceptions. That's what and I'm saying, though. But he was like, just kind of there. I wouldn't say. I, I think play. it's just the way his games played. You know what I mean? He's, he's just a boring guy. Like I mean, I did not mean it that way. You just call, Ty- you just call Taylor Robinson a boring no, guy. He I is one mean, of the best I'm, interviews. I'm talking about. I'm talking about like his his game. Like it's not gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna be the guy that he doesn't for- turn people over. Yeah, he's he he does his job. He does it very well. And there you go. Yeah, I think that last year he was just kind of feeling it out, and he was good last year. But mm-hmm. this year, I think he can take a step up and be. You know, the Kyrie counterpart that we really need. So you think he'll be on Kyrie's level? 
I think it'll be close. And that's close. all okay. that we need. And so that's that's my pick for most improved. Okay. Twelfth man of the year. This is something I completely made up, but it sounds right. And it's not twelfth man as in like AM or Seattle. So they both do twelfth man stuff, like fans stuff. Does, does Seattle still do that? I think so. Probably well, Legion of Boom kinda of like the end of that kind of like, well, pushed it out the door. See the thing is Legion of Boom since then, I mean it's like does Seattle really do anything? True. They'll be all right. They'll be all right this year. Uh, regardless, twelfth man is more like the player who's a player who's not starting right now at this moment, like a plug and play type of guy who's gonna like who he's the guy will have the biggest impact. Listen, I just explained it and you just talked over me. So I'm sorry. That was, I don't know that how was really rude of me. Try again. Okay. So a player who's not starting right now at this moment. Yep. According to what we know, again, um, that will have the biggest impact on this season, and that will probably come off the bench more times than not. Can we make it the player who's most likely to have the big play off the bench? Like, like be the guy that you're like, oh, I need a big play. Let's throw him in there. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Like, he has an impact. All right. I'm going to say Lauren Easley. Okay. Good pick. I, I think, think he'll stay on the bench just because you're not. he's not going to be fully and Bench back. is a hard, t- harsh term because in right. football, in you're kind of just different. Yeah, you rotating. rotate him out. Um, but I don't think he'll start, I guess. He won't be one, number one in the depth chart, I don't think, all season. That's just because his ACL is not 100% yet. He's not going to be 100%. But that gives him time to stay rested and go against opposing defenses whenever they're tired. So I think that he'll be able to get some big plays out there. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Lauren Easley for that pick. Uh, I'm going to pick Nick Harvey, though. Ooh. Because I, I, I'm not sure if he's going to start or not. He's got to start. I, I agree. He probably will start. But even if he doesn't, I feel That's like... definitely the pick, though, if it's if he doesn't start. I feel like even if, if he comes off the bench the first six games, it just for like, you know... Third downs or something like that. That's what will make it. Will make it six games here and there. Yeah, for like sure. Six, sure. Of the year six out of twelve. Of yeah, type of thing. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? I mean, Quinn and Quinn's a sophomore, a redshirt sophomore, and Cam Johnson's a junior, so they're both around twenty years old. And I mean, Nick Harvey's got three years on them of experience, That's what, and and you know he's grown into that yeah. body, the twenty three yeah. year old body. Yeah, so I I could see him starting sooner than six games, but. He's my pick for now. Okay. Freshman of the year, Colin. Would you like to go first? This is includes retro freshmen or regular freshmen. Freshmen, whatever. I'm like going fish and fishes. I'm going Jair Shorter. Again, I used him as newcomer of the year. I guess that's the same thing. But regardless, freshman of the year, I'm going Jair Shorter, and for all the reasons I talked about earlier. So, what do you got? I want, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Oscar Attaway. That's not a bad pick. Just, I don't see freshmen making a big impact on this team. Yes. And Jair Shoulder is obviously probably the uh, the best pick, but i, you know, I got to stick with my man Oscar, you know? Yeah, stick with your man Oscar. You, you love I'll him. Stick with him. You love him. Um, Now, this is an award I made up, but I laughed when I made it up, so I was like, I have to say it on air. This is the Quinn Chambord Award. All right. Now... <laughs> This means this is the award for a player who spontaneously pops up in a game where the team needs him and helps them win. A game. Like he a wins game. the game single-handed. Just like Quinn Shinboard did against FAU. Yeah. He steps in, and then he makes a few plays here and there, and boom, the team wins. Who is that player this year? Who could possibly do that this year? Oscar Attaway the third. You are very close to your microphone, Colin. Yeah, I know. I hope they could hear that. I wanted them to. I wanted the emphasis. I'm sure they. 
Oscar Ottaway is going to step in and make some plays this year in one game. Sure. Someone gets banged up. If he, Even if he's second string, so you put Lauren Easley, he's got to rest that knee. You know, Oscar comes in, bang, 40 yards touchdown. All right. That's how it's playing out. Good pick. I'm going to go with another running back. Someone who I've heard has done tremendously well in fall camp, and I've seen him do well in fall and spring, and uh, Latrell was talking about how he made a mistake moving him position, moving his position last year. Oh. And I'm talking about Trey Siggers. Oh. Last, he was a running back coming in freshman year. He, he wasn't He wasn't like a low rated either. He was a three-star. No, he was, he was good. They moved to safety last year, and then they moved him back to running back over the spring. And I've heard people rave about him. That's big. People have said good things about him. So I think he's hovering around third or fourth, fourth maybe on the depth chart for running backs. So look out for Trey Siggers. So where's Nick Smith? Third. Oscar's third. Tory. I decided that just now. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> I think they really want to redshirt Oscar, but I think he can get four games in. So Yeah, I think so too. Do what he does. Those are all the awards I had, Colin. Let us know who you picked, especially for your Quinn Shambor Award. That's a great. I don't remember the next segment, so just no. I'm just I'm trust me, Colin. I run the show. No, I know so you don't have know, to, you don't have to worry about it. I was gonna say something. I don't remember if it's already <laughs> on there or not. Okay, Bruni's breakdown. You just sit there and answer the question. Wow, that's it. Wow. Um, that hurts. Three big questions. It's yeah, time we for, skipped it. What do you mean? What nicknames. Do you mean? Oh, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm sorry. I completely blanked out. That's, that yeah. Hurts me well, so we, I was, we were talking all fair about the best nicknames on the team, and we couldn't really come up with many. We can you know, Mason has the chief, which I, I think What's is under right now because I've never heard that. It's underused. It's no, underused. I, I've, I've heard of it before. I just haven't heard it used enough. Yeah. So the chief definitely that that has to be the six the six for Heisman like name like the chief just in big lettering at the top of the website. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A Photoshop. You need game. a graphic. Imagine. You, Colin. I know. I was you just gonna say, do I, this. I, I, I just it just hit my head. Like imagine a Photoshop with him coming out with like a tomahawk, like oh, or like a like yeah. Okay, we'll get into this off air. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure that the the Indian nation that he's like from is like not offended by that because we need to make sure like it's accurate to them. That's true. So we don't want to be wrong. So we'll get to that. The Chief. So anyways, the Chief Mason Fine. Uh, the Davis boys at linebacker. Or the inside linebacker. I still like double Ds, but you guys we're, rolling with the, we're rolling with Davis boys. Uh, Can we make it like Davis bros like Mario Brothers? Like bros, period. Davis bros. Yeah, that's another graphic you can make. <laughs> Bro, we're just coming up. I'm, I'm writing this down. Oh, my pen <laughs> drops. Anyways, uh, is that the, those are the only nicknames? Jelly Season? Is that... Does that count as a nickname, really? I don't know, but we can make it. I don't think anyone's we ever to, called... We have, to coin, we have to coin these, because... Ladarius got rid of his nickname, King so. Hamilton. That's what it is. King Hamilton now? Because it's, it's his Twitter at. Okay. King so Hamilton. we're just going to start rolling with people's Twitters at. No. Well, I guess Jelly Season, but... Jelly Season. Nobody's ever called je- him Jelly Season to his face. That's true. Yo, Jelly! <laughs> no. Nobody's Pe- doing People that. might call... Uh, uh, Ladarius King ha- King Hamilton, Hamilton though just based on his like yeah. stature just yeah. like, yes <laughs> there you go King <laughs> alright so you got the Chief you got King Hamilton we're not counting Jelly Davis Bros Davis, Davis Boys whatever you want to call it uh, I feel like Kyrie and T-Rob need a nickname T-Rob hmm. is that a nickname not really right it's abbreviated yeah it's just abbreviated Um, 
Man, that's tough. Mike Law, but that's abbreviated too. JD. Magic Flash. Graphic, Flash. Mag- Jalen Darden. Flash. That's that's honestly that's a very underrated nickname. All right, Flash. Jalen Darden. Uh, and Literally, I think- all these graphic ideas just coming out. <laughs> Mike Law, Justice as a Sheriff. The laws come. The law. The law. Yes. Oh, that's it. The law. Mike. The law. Lawrence. <laughs> I don't even. Oh man, bro. This this is. I'm taken aback by. If all there's these. anybody else that we're not thinking of, tweet it at us because I'm, I'm trying we to. Will, I will try. I will attempt to make graphics on all these. You're like I feel Mike, like the law, Lawrence. <laughs> Just imagine him that's in a standoff. Who who do you think would win, Mike Law or like? Some stupid corner from like Houston. Who's winning? Definitely Mike, Mike Law. Law. Definitely the quickest trigger in in all of Denton, <laughs> in all of oh Texas. <laughs> Mike Law, you can't disappoint us now. No, no, he no. He's, he's not. Us, he's not. Um, is there anybody else? Real Hold quick. on. Go Before ahead, we sorry. move on, that's a segment. The Law with Michael Lawrence. Whenever he comes back on the pod. All right, all right that's it. Um, Tory was called the bowling the ball. Bowling ball. That's all. That's a pretty good one too. That's not bad. Taylor Robinson called him the bowling ball last year and I was dying. He's like, yeah, that little bowling ball. <laughs> little bowling ball. <laughs> um, is there anybody else? I think we're good. I want to find one for Kyrie and, and uh, T-Rob, but we'll have to uh, add, add us on Twitter. You know, give us give yeah, us some nicknames. Give us some nicknames, please. We, we're just, we just had a brainstorm Man, that was, that for was, the ages right there. That was amazing. Okay. Let's get serious again because I have three questions that need to be answered. And we kind of already talked about them in a way, but I really want to get in depth about this one. So the first one is, is this year a failure if North Texas doesn't win Conference USA? This is like kind of a three-part question, but if they don't win Conference USA, is the season a failure? Oh, that's tough. It is tough. I it, could, they have to make the championship game. They don't have to win it, but they, they have, have to win the it. division, at least. They have to win the division. But the only way... That losing the conference championship game is okay is if they beat two of the big three they play in the offseason. Or uh, not uh, preseason. I know what you mean. Like so they have to beat SMU, Houston. Cal, or Houston. Two out of three, of, those. Two of, two out of, three of those. And Okay, but you're putting all these caveats on it. I asked you a pretty direct question. Is this year a failure? Okay, so then I guess, I guess, I guess we would have to say it's a failure then. But I think a caveat's needed for this. Oh, it's not. Well, then what do you think? No, because you're 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 breaking it down to like, well, if they make the conference championship, then if well, they matters. lose that, then they that have matters. to win two or three. I know it all matters in theory, but if we're looking at it, in if we're looking back on this year, with all this talent, okay, then yes, it's a failure. And they don't win Conference USA yeah, they when they are it. the prohibitive favorites entering this season in Conference USA. I think there is, there is okay, there are degrees to failure. Obviously, like this isn't a obviously a bust like it's not obviously it's not one of those seasons that's going to be remembered as like wow what a joke of a season if, if they go <laughs> joke of if they go eight and four and win their bowl game let's say and they go nine and four like yeah. that's not that's not a joke of a season that's a that's a good season the thing is like we talked about earlier this is supposed to be the season that puts everything them on the comes map. together everything yeah. comes together it puts them on the map it makes north texas a destination. Would you say that there is a very fine line between what's a success and what's a failure? Like, do do they have to do everything to make it a success? 
So, like, if they win a conference championship, right? I think. And they lose, let's say, all three of the big games in, yeah. in the before pre-conference. Like I, I feel like I feel, I feel like, like that still be a when, success. When you when you, when you when you put it like that, I feel like you have to have it all come together. I feel like if they, I feel like no matter what happens in the non-conference, they win conference USA. They get to do they they have to win a bowl game. Okay, so they win the. Bowl that is game my next conference. question though, so don't get too far ahead. Okay, sorry. So I'm gonna say yes. They have to win conference USA for. Okay, I'll say yes to. They're referred to, not be a field. Yep. Now, this is an extension. It's a three-part question. So, is this year a failure if they don't win their bowl game? Yes, and I think more to an extent than the conference championship because it's literally been the goal of this team. The second Seth Luttrell came here, he said, mm-hmm. we're going to go out and win a bowl game. And they've made it every year, and they've lost every year. I used a really interesting stat. It wasn't really tough to find or anything, but in the four games that they've had a chance to win a quote-unquote championship, whether that's a bowl championship or a conference two state championship, yeah. they've lost by an average of 22.5 points. Yep. And the only close game, the only reason that was even that close was because of the Army uh, 2016 or 20. Yeah, they only ran triple option, so it was super predictable. 16, yeah. Yeah. The first bowl game they ever played in, Yeah. and they lost in overtime. Past three years, so we're talking FAU championship game, we're talking Troy bowl game and uh, Utah State bowl game, not even close. Yep. It's 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 concerning. I kind of think that's a product of being matched with better competition. It is outside of FAU. FAU obviously FAU was just world beaters that year. Yeah, and for Conference USA. Yeah, for Conference USA. But so Troy, they I forgot they beat. No, really they good were good team that year. Troy was legit. Yeah, they beat an SEC team that year. Troy was legit. I remember because we looked it up, and then uh, Utah State. We look. We we everyone looked at the game. They're top twenty-five. We like, yeah. yeah, we said what. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. We have to play who? <laughs> yeah, you, Utah State. We couldn't get like Montana. Or... Talking about a team. Right, anyways, anyways. Um, so you're saying that they have to win a bowl game? Yes, absolutely, 100. percent Like, if if I had to pick between conference championship and bowl game, bowl game every day of the week, times a thousand. So is this team? Is this season? Lastly, is this season a failure if they don't win ten games? So that would be nine games. A bowl win. In a bowl win. See, after what you've just said, you they have to. Yeah, I guess you could make a bowl with six games, though, but that would be a failure anyway. But, but you have to win the conference. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, there's and ways, yeah. I'm sure, caveats, but and this was kind of just an added-on part, but... No, but... I mean, yeah, you have to win 10 games. So you're, yeah. oh, okay, I ask all these questions to basically say, what we're saying needs to happen for this season not to be a failure... Yes. Is win Conference USA. Yep. Win your bowl game. Yep. And win 10 games. Yep. So that that means you go two and means, two. Let's say you're... let's say two and two in non or okay, well you don't have to go two and two but let's say two and two in non conference. Let's say seven and one in conference, so that puts you a nine and three. A uh, conference championship game that puts you a ten and three, and then a bowl game victory puts you at eleven and three. We're saying eleven and three is the minimum. For the season to be a success, I would say yes. Or for this season not to be. A- I mean, think about it. And like I said, there are how degrees. sour would it be to have Mason Fine go out with any of the, go out without one of those? He didn't want to bully him. That like would if, suck. Yeah, that, that, would, would, that, suck that would be the so worst bad. of them. I think that would be the worst of all of them, just because he. I remember the press conferences where it's just like he just looked so beat up after getting like yeah, hit so it was many Troy. times. Yeah, Troy, and well, then even uh, Army when he wasn't able to play, and then. 
Utah State, obviously, we know what happened. Yeah, he was hurt that game, too. Yeah, so, um, bowl game <sighs> first. You don't win 10 games. I kind of feel like it's like, oh, they got another nine-win season. <laughs> Man, that would suck. And it's not even – and I'm not saying nine wins is bad, but it's just like – Everyone knows how much talent's on this team. If they can't make it to where they're better than the last two years, come on. And here's my thing. You get this. Here's my thing. Let's look at handed vic- victories to this team this year. And this schedule is way harder than it was last year. All right. Oh yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, above and beyond. Yes. Last year's schedule was the second easiest in FBS, I think. Yeah. From what I saw. Um, Abilene Christian handed win. UTSA should handed be handed win. win. Uh, Middle Tennessee will be tough to a degree. All right, let's not count them for now. Charlotte, easy win. Easy win. UTEP, easy, easy win. win. Rice, UTEP win. Or U- Rice, five easy wins at minimum. If you don't, even if you don't count Middle Tennessee. So there's seven games on this schedule. All you have to do is go four and three in those seven games. And that puts you at nine and three going into you know potentially a conference championship or a bowl game, and then you just have to win conference championship or a bowl game to get to 10 wins. Like 10 wins is not unachievable or it's not like this grand milestone for no, a conference. Because USA they've been team. so close. Yes. In recent years. And because conference USA has given me games. Conference USA has some of the worst teams in FBS. Yes. There are five gimme games on this schedule. All you have to do is win five more games out of your next, what did I say? So that's four. Seven. Three, I, so I said they're going to do four, four and three out of the other seven yeah. and then win a fifth one, whether that's a conference championship or a bowl game. So I'm just saying it's not like this unattainable thing. If this team is really that good, 10 games. Easy. I'm not going to say easy, but well, it's it not, it's it not like it's if they're If they are, I mean, they're buying a far. By far and away. I don't, far, know, I don't by, know what I said. Buying a far. That was awful. Far and away, they have the most talent in Conference USA by a lot. I mean, by it's like WKU in basketball. Yeah, in Conference USA. Yeah, they're they're by far the most well-rounded team. I mean, FIU is going to be good. Marshall is going to be good, but they have they they both have holes. They both have yeah. obvious holes. And North and Texas, don't, and I don't you could, think you has, could argue they don't. I mean, they have one star on their team. So like FIU is their quarterback. Yes, uh, Marshall. I don't remember. Marshall has running the run, back, has a running back. Running back. North Texas has you could argue at least three guys who are quote unquote star players. Yeah. So. Oh. Again, I, I've been okay. Here's my thing, I've been cautious with my expectations of this team and the basketball team for as long as I've been doing this podcast. I've been saying, you know, let's be let's be realistic here. Let's say nine wins. Let's say eight wins. I was looking at this schedule over the preseason and being like, all right, eight and four. I think eight and four and six and two is a reasonable thing. And then I realized. Why am I setting these expectations so mediocre when everything in the world tells me that this team should be favored in every single conference game they play besides maybe one or two? Yeah. And this team is talented enough to win one of those two games at least? That puts you at 7-1 in conference play. Then we look at the non-conference schedule, SMU, Cal, Houston. There's no reason they shouldn't win one 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 of those three. Yeah. They are on par with probably all three of those teams. Yes. Like, they're not far off, at, yeah. if, if anything. Yeah. So, I looked at it, and I'm like, why am I saying 8-4 and four when there are so many signs saying that this team should win at least nine games in the regular season? Mm-hmm. 
and then you go from there so i was just tired of like thinking that way so now now i'm like all right this is it this is mason fine this is rico blessy ladarius hamilton Kyrie muhammad everybody in the world i mean to a degree set the trail yeah because if he doesn't let's say theoretically even if he does stay and i'm going on a, on a rant here but theoretically even if he, if he does stay after this year this is still the year that's going to make or break him yeah like if this, he, this 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 year decides if he's going to go to a power five conference or stay here and then go to another school that's of similar level yeah so so what i'm saying is they can win they can go 11 and 3 him stay like okay sure that's a possibility but he'll still have that in his back pocket. Like, hey, I won a bowl game and conference championship with this team in four years. Yeah. And we won nine games. And I developed a Heisman candidate yes, in North Texas. Boom. Like, you have all the things checked off. So you don't have to go this year immediately. You can wait another year and still have offers open up. You can be patient. But if you don't do what you need to do this year and you go eight and five. You'll be known as the coach who couldn't get Mason Fine to a bowl game. Yes. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be limited. You'll ha- you can stay. But the team will be worse. Uh, the program will be slightly worse. And so then you kind of have to rebuild it again. But if the team is bad and then you're like, okay, well, now I just lost all these players. Then you just like go get a, you know, regular job. Not okay. Regular job as in like Kansas State offensive coordinator or something like that. I don't, I'm right. just spitballing. Go back to the. Yeah. Or yeah. or a, or a, or a, let's say like something like a Houston head coach like you're not taking that jump that we thought you were going to take because mm-hmm. the season didn't play out the way it was so that's why I, that's why when we say Seth Luttrell has a lot riding on this season we're not saying because he's going to leave after this year we're saying because like this is the year for him yeah, to this, break out it, it, just it, like it, Mason just this like this season Rico. decides so many people's like careers honestly it does I mean, you got Mason you got Seth I mean I mean then you got other NFL hopefuls yeah you know Rico Bussy Ladarius Hamilton you go on and on and on like, <laughs> I've just gotten to the point where I've realized, no, you know, they need to win this. Now's the time. Like this isn't this yeah. isn't a joke. There, there are. It's like it's like you're playing a video game and you lose all three lives, and you're this exactly is last, this is your last time. Exactly. You're you're done having checkpoints. There's no more checkpoints. You either yeah. beat the level or you don't. Yep. Um, that was my rant. That was only the first question too. Second right. question. Second question. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. All right. Uh, what would it take? For pressure to overwhelm, and that's it, kind of a loaded question. It would, it would take failure early. But what is failure early? Because I don't think one and three losing to those three good teams, or actually, well, they play UTSA between those two. I don't think two and three is failure early. I think they would view it as that, though. But you think that's enough pressure to overwhelm them? Because that's the tough part of this question. I think. Because pressure would have I think, to be... I, I think yes, because it's going to be like, okay, well, now we have to win every conference game no matter what. Like, in their eyes. In our eyes, obviously, we're like, okay, yeah, Cal's Cal. SMU's tough. Houston has Derek King. These early games are going to are gonna kind of put them in that mind, mindset like, oh, hey, yeah, we can win. So I think that if they, go, if they do go two and three, let's say they go two and three and they beat UTSA as their second win in ACU... They're gonna look at the conference schedule and be like, okay, well now we have to do this, and I feel like they'll try too hard. Yeah. So I think I think you you have to start off good. So three and two, they have to beat one of those three mm-hmm. big teams, preferably Houston. Yeah. Uh, last year, could we can we agree that the pressure kind of got to them a little bit? I would. They kind of admitted it in a way. And and I feel like the turning point was that Southern Miss game. Last year. Mm-hmm. 
Why do you say that? They lost it. No, they beat Southern Miss last year. You mean UAB? Or you mean Old Dominion? No. They lost to Old Dominion. Okay, who was before Southern Miss? I'm sorry. La Tech. The La Tech. La Tech. Yes, the La Tech game was the momentum swinger. Because La Tech, you had all these fans. They were all there. They're like, oh, yeah, this team's going to be great. I even know. And then they lose to La Tech off of a blocked field goal, by the way. It wasn't even like they got blown out. You lose your number one running back, and then no one shows up for that Southern Miss game. I feel like if if they lose two out of these three games, especially for Houston, like if everyone's going to be there for Houston, everybody, mother. So if they put on a bad performance in any of those games, and by bad I don't even mean like getting blown out. I mean just like don't don't make it seem like they're going to win. Like they don't have a chance, but yeah. they're close. That's going to be the same thing all over again. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I could. And that's that. why I think ACU is one of those underrated games because they have to prove to everybody that does show up to that game. Hey, we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. What was my question again? Pressure. Uh, yeah, what would it take for pressure to overwhelm this team? Yeah. So, I'm again, I'm saying pressure overwhelmed this team last year at a certain point. I think that they kind of admitted it. Also, there were several quotes where they were like, you know, we just need to focus on ourselves. We just need to, yeah. you know, keep our foot on the gas, all this stuff. Don't think about it and all this stuff. All the stuff you say when you're under pressure. I've been under that. Plenty of times myself. Hashtag JV basketball. On yeah, right. Hashtag JV basketball. Hashtag varsity tennis. You know, hashtag rec, men's league basketball. <laughs> missed missed two out of the three free throws that could have iced the game. Yeah, that was sad. We ended up winning that game. Thank God. I would have been ter- I would been so sad. I would have been crying over a men's league basketball games. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so there's two things I think could overwhelm this team. I don't know if... You make really good points. I still question whether, and it could. I think it's like I'm on the fence about two and three. Two and three, I could definitely see it, but I'm not gonna. I just think I'm on the they fence. know who they have to be this year. No, I I agree. I agree. So I think you make good points. I agree with that. I think to an extent. I'm saying either starting off one and four. I think that would immediately just that'd be awful. Overwhelm them. That would be awful, especially UTSA. Yeah. Oh man, or lose at UT, UT four straight losses. Oh man. Anyways, I think one and four would definitely do it. Or starting off conference season, losing to Southern Miss and Middle Tennessee. Regardless of what they do, the first five games. Yeah, I definitely. Agree if you that. lose to Southern Miss and Middle Tennessee, it, it, that would be and especially last. Middle Tennessee at home. Yeah. yeah. And Middle Tennessee is not a bad team. I again, I keep saying this. They have some dudes. So I'm not again. This is not a give me game. They just don't have a quarterback. They just they just they have holes that North Texas should be able to take advantage of. But if they lose to Southern Miss, who which is like I said, like we said before, it's like you know 50-50. It's like 60-40. It's something. It's close. They lose to Southern Miss and lose to Middle Tennessee at home. Then at that point, we could start seeing this team be like, yeah, oh my God, are so we? That would be like, like coming back from Arkansas and then not performing after that, really. Yeah, in a way. So. Like let's say they beat Houston and then lose those two games. So you go into it three and two, and then you lose those two games. You're three and four, just like yeah. the and your own earn your one and two in conference, and then you're like, yeah, well, we have to be perfect from this point on. Panic button time. Yeah, because that once okay, once you as an athlete or once you as a team say we have to be perfect to do this, start questioning yourself. Then you're like, okay, well, should I do this? Should I go for this interception or should I just break up the pass? Should I, you know, yeah. st- small stuff starts entering your head whether you realize it or not. And it's in your preparation and everything like that. And it's so hard to block out no matter who you are, no matter where you play, no matter what sport you play. So I think those two scenarios, and I think starting off losing to Middle Tennessee and Southern Miss is way more likely than starting one and four because I can't see them losing to UTSA. 
But those two scenarios, I think, would really... I'm not going to say cave this team, but it would really put a lot of pressure on this team and it might overwhelm them. Yeah. And it would take a it would take a lot to overcome both of those. And if they did, then we have another story on our hands and we have great podcasts to do. So I would yeah. I'd be I hope and again, I I hope for their success. I hope they win. I'm just saying we're just theorizing what what could go wrong because yeah. it's a football season. It's a sport. Yeah. It's a, it's again, we, stuff again, that we don't know. for error, error is very fine. Pun. Oh, pun. Oh, that hurt. Pun. That hurt. Put it. Put a dollar in I the did, pun I, jar. I didn't even mean to make. Put a dollar in the pun that jar. Was awful. Okay, move on to the third question. Now I'm done. <laughs> All right. Is there a way? So this is kind of. This is kind of a. Eat back off of the last question. Is there a way this team does so well, Latrell stays? Now that's a fun question, isn't that it? That is a fun question. Now, now, what what do you mean by staying? Do you mean like stay for a certain amount of time, or do you mean just stay like, another year? Just like okay, just stay one more year. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> this you team guys goes, see my facial reactions, but like I'm like raising my eyebrows. See, yeah, like, Colin tells me not to ask, tell him these questions beforehand, so we can get an authentic reaction. And yeah. even though there's like a slight pause in us like reacting, I think it's better uh, more authentic. Yeah. Um, I don't like to be prepared. For Twelve that. and two. With a bowl win and a conference championship. Who did they lose against? Cal and La but they win the conference championship. Cal and La Tech. And a bowl game. Man. And they they beat like a a Utah State level team in their bowl game. Would it be crazy to say that that I think if he did so well, he's more likely to leave? No, 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 no. No, I'm saying that is, he's definitely more likely to leave. I'm saying, is there a way for this team to do so well? Like what... Well, I'm saying 10 wins and he's probably gone. Like, okay, I, I look at it as like a bell curve. Okay. You you think you think it caps out I'm at thinking, a certain amount and then if, it, if they went like if undefeated, they do, if they like do, stay. Yeah, I'm saying if they win six, seven, eight games, you know, it's it goes up with every win, every win up to I think 10 or 11 and then it plateaus. It and then it, once you get to 12, 13, then we're like, you really going to leave? Like, like at that point, it's like, and they just extended him too. They like, did. I mean, you throw more I mean, okay. money at him because you just want a bowl game and a conference championship. You can double his damn salary to like make him Nick Saban money. Yeah, like <laughs> super rich. Like man, I'm just saying. No, like I, I look that, at it as a bell curve. I that think that's that's a that's a point that Mason nobody's leaving. About. Mason leaving obviously makes his chance of leaving way higher. But that's a you. You make a here's good a question. Point. All right, ask the question. <laughs> this is I don't know if this is going to come out wrong or not but it's going to be a good question. If this team let's say theoretically goes 11 and 3 or 12 and 2 with a bowl win and conference championship all his seniors graduate including Mason Fine. Could Seth look at this team and be like all right, Mason's gone. This is all me now. Ooh. Like Mason was getting all the national attention. Now Ooh. now it's like oh my god, Seth the Trail won 10 games in 2020. With that's you know after losing no, Mason Fine, so then I, you get the 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 element of like Bill Belichick gets with Tom Brady. You know when Tom Brady missed those first four games and they went three and one. Yeah. Then it's like oh my god, who's you know, actually winning the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, who's actually doing this? And I I'm just throwing stuff out here. I kind of I like having fun. That's interesting. With no, that, thoughts. That, that is that is man. No, I don't think Seth is like that. I don't think so either. 
I don't think at all he's like that, but that he might think of that and be like, hey, if I just can get to like maybe eight games after Mason leaves and all my best players leave, I get a better job. And I don't think he looks at it as Mason was taking away from me. I think he looks at it as I can add more to myself. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. I mean, he's got a lot of recruits. And I mean, I feel has- like I feel like if you did go twelve and two, you instantly get like a quarterback transfer from Power Five school. I mean, no, I agree. I, I mean, because the transfer portal opened up. I mean, like quarterbacks just go everywhere now. And I think that that like if you did that well, and you were like, hey, you could market if you marketed yourself as the quote unquote next UCF. Sure, you could you might be able to get a quarterback that's a power five. Yeah, you quarterback. might be able to get a lot. Yeah, but that's that's an interesting point. I feel like nobody talks about when they talk about Seth Are Stain. We doing like percentage chances? No, I honestly don't even know what we're what we're talking about at this point. I'm just I'm just riffing because okay. I feel like that's something no one's talked about is that if Seth again, like you said, if Seth even goes like nine and five or nine and four the year after like twenty in twenty twenty, like that's really game. good. I feel like if Seth makes a bowl game after Mason and everyone leaves, it shows because it shows that. You can keep a stable, fa- right. stable team. It shows that he's able to coach different players. Think about that. If they go, you know, in his let's say in the from the stretch of 2017 to 2020, nine wins, nine wins, eleven wins, not eight or nine wins. That is incredible consistency, and that's the type of stuff that you know Tom Herman did at Houston. You know, that's the type of stuff that consistent Scott Frost did at UCF. Like that's the consistency. It's not just going you know with one player or something like that and that's what gets people crazy right you don't it's showing that he doesn't need a generational talent yeah now do i think that's going to happen the likelihood of that happening i think is very low i think the likelihood of him well a winning this team winning like 11 games is not very high because like they have a tough schedule but and they also if they win 11 games i think there is a good chance that he he leaves still even though the bell the bell, uh, what the bell curve is you know, on the lower down. side. I still think it's above more often than not. He's gonna he's gonna leave because a, it's, a lot it's of kind of the perfect timing. And it would have to be a perfect storm for him to stay after that because like it, it would take not a lot of jobs opening up at all. Yeah, from P five at least. So and it have to be a place he'd want to go. Yeah, exactly. And we know he likes uh, he likes being comfortable. Yeah. All right, that was a really good question, Matt. All right, Just pat yourself on the shoulder. Ouch. E- is that it? it? All right. We have a couple fan questions. Two, actually. Sounds good. Good. It can get us out of shout here. Out, shout out questions. Shout out to these two questions. Uh, yeah, send us questions, please. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, I ask for questions every Friday, even though we are doing... The podcast on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, North Texas Sports Network asked, do y'all think we could get over 28K for the AC, ACU game? Abilene Christian. Absolutely not. What's a good number? What are you expecting, Nicole? Last year they played Incarnate Word, and it was like maybe half full. So give me half full. What is half full? Okay. 16. Give me 16. You're crazy. No way. You're absolutely crazy. You think 16 people are showing up to the first football game of the year? How many showed up to the first football game last year? Yeah, I am. All right. Last year. It's going to be like reported. Well, the like thing is, it was SMU last year. Oh, yeah. So it was filled. All right, let's go two years ago. Two years ago, it was like nobody. I think it was Bethune Cookman. was Lamar. the first game. No, that was Lamar. three years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, Jeffrey Wilson. Wilson shines. Shout out, shout out, Jeff. 
doing great things over there. Also, shout out to Jalen Guyton. You make the team? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't. I don't keep up with football that much. So, well, unless it's this. Yeah, North Texas. Like I don't really care about the NFL. Attendance two years ago for Lamar was nineteen thousand five hundred ninety-two. That's completely a lie, but <laughs> I, I I think they hit twenty thousand. Reported ticket sales or like it looks like twenty. Okay, I think it's reported twenty-one, twenty-two. I think it looks. I think it looks good. I think it's reported twenty, but I think it's going to be like sixteen between sixteen and eighteen. I think it'll be a little over twenty reported, at like twenty-two, twenty-three, and it'll look around nineteen, twenty. I think it'll be good. Right, I think I'm, you're underrated. I'm going to stay between sixteen and eighteen. Look, first game of the year. There's all the hype in the world on this team that I think Denton has done a good job coming together for this team in a way. I think that they've they've started to embrace. I I have not I have not after seeing Southern the Southern Miss game last You're year. You're scarred. I, I I am not giving the fans the benefit of the doubt because I think that there's a lot of hype on this team. I think it's the first game of the year. Obviously, I think that it's the first week of school. It's the first Saturday of school. So everybody in the world will be there. Nobody's going home that weekend. There's 39,000 people go to UNT. Okay. I think I'm confident in that it will be reported 22 to 23,000. And I think there would be more. And I think it will look pretty impressive. Mark it down. My take. Okay, I disagree. But continue. Second question. Second question. Hold on. Can I actually have a follow-up question to that? Do you think they uh, they sell out at all this year? Yeah, Houston. All right. Okay, that's it. Um, Mark Ryan Mark Ryan Alexander asks, "Do you expect Seth to stay if they win the conference championship?" No. Oh, we just talked about length, but very good question. It's so good that we talked about it on air. Um, we talked about it, you know, without knowing yeah. about it. And any question I come up with is a good question. So it's a great question. Great question. Mark. Um, what was this question? Do you think Seth stays if he wins a conference championship? This goes back to what we were saying. Yeah. Uh, if they win a conference championship, if they win a bowl game, I think there's a. Like I said, ride is a chance. The sunset. That, yeah, I think more likely than not, they they leave. You know, it's like it's the, time to it's time to part ways. Seth, what are you supposed to do? Yes, and but Full circle. And like I said, I think there's a chance that he that he stays if if everything goes right for this team. And I think, what if it's conference championship, but no bowl game win? We're not getting into every single what caveat. What if it's conference championship but no bowl game win? I think that's a valid what's question. The, okay, then what's the record, Colin? It doesn't matter. The record doesn't matter. The record does matter because if they go if they go nine and if they lose all their non-conference games. Well, they have to make the conference championship. And when all they lose the conference championship game. Okay, but they could theoretically go eight and four and make a conference championship game. Okay, they go eight and four, make the conference championship Game, win lose that the game. Oh, lose the game, lose the game, or win the game, but lose the bowl game. Sorry, so they end up nine and five. Yeah, exactly where they were two years ago. Yep, does he stay? Definitely stays. I don't think so. I think the bowl game is what he came uh, for. You act like the bowl game is like he, he is literally dying every season that he doesn't win a bowl game. Like, he's literally this like man, his leg is man, like this man's got like a falling off. This man, when he has a cereal in the morning. Has bowl game written on the side of his bowls. That's great. That is great. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if they don't win a bowl game, and Oklahoma comes knocking, okay, that okay, it's Oklahoma. He'd leave mid mid season if Oklahoma <laughs> came knocking, and then he'd take Mason with him. So Look, all right, well, I'm just that. saying, I'm just saying, you act like the bowl game is like something that like imagine Mason he would cut his hand off for. Imagine Mason at Oklahoma. Would Seth cut his hand off for a bowl game win? <laughs> drop, drop, drop your answers in the, in the <laughs> or a foot 
<laughs> would he have a peg leg would for a cut? bolt? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Oh, man, I'm funny. Okay. Imagine Seth with a peg leg. Girl has a beard, look like a pirate. All right, anyways, it's getting late, Colin. We need to go. We got to go. It's 640. This was a great podcast. Yeah. This was a great podcast. Amazing. Um, All right. I want to make sure I don't forget anything. Oh, my God, we forgot. The most important thing, Colin. I knew we were forgetting something. Record prediction. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did. Am I including bowl? First, just... give us regular season. I forgot what I said. Just, Colin, we've gone over the schedule 500 I times. I said 10 and 2 overall, and then I said 7 and 1. Is that what you're going with? Yeah. All right, so you're going 10 and 2, 7 and 1? Yep. yep. I'm writing this down. It's already written right. down. It's already written down. Where? On the preview that we did. Well, I'm writing it down again. Okay. Colin. Bruni's, Bruni's like the guy from Blue's Clues, Steve from Blue's Clues, with his handy dandy notebook. I didn't watch Blue's Clues as a kid. That's unfortunate. I cried whenever uh, Steve left. I'm trying to get through a sports podcast, if you don't mind. <laughs> For those of you who watch Blue's Clues. All right, Matthew, I'm saying 9-3, and 7-1. I think that's what you said. It is. I that's say what said I said, Colin. Two. All right, now let's include bowl game and conference championship. What are we saying? 14 games. I'll go first. I will say... I cannot bring... 14 and 2. Or, uh, t- whoa! 12 and 2. 12 and 2. All right, Colin is r- rolled up into a ball because he can't believe... Either he said 14 and 2 or he can't believe he's picking 12 and 2 because I can't believe he's picking 12 and 2. 12 and 2. All right. You got to ride out in the sunset. Okay. Um, I can't bring myself to say that this team's not going to win a bowl game. I know. So I can't. You, that's why I had to say 12 and 2 because I also want the conference championship. So, Who are they going to play in the East that's better? No, no, no. They're going to win the conference championship. Okay, then you say 12 and 2. You I, have to. I don't think they're going to win the bowl game, Colin. <laughs> Colin, if they go you're against... Think, if they're going to play a legitimate team... Yeah. Like they're gonna play like a team probably better than Cal. Do you think that if they go, wait, do you look, think because they'll be eleven and two so weak that they're so used to bad teams and that's why yes. they don't perform in? Well, of course, it's a step up in competition. Utah, Utah State was the best team that they played last year by by a mile. Yeah, they would have mopped any competition. Jordan Love destroyed everybody. Their athletes were amazing. Um, I'm saying if they're ten and three, which is what I would have them being after winning conference championship. They're, they're going to play a team better than Cal, who went 6-6 six and six last year. And Cal is one of the teams I have them losing to. USC. Graham Harrell. All right. Put it down. They're beating Graham Harrell. <laughs> what if they lost because it was third and one? And he, Screw uh, it. I'll put 11. <laughs> yeah, I'll put 11 and three. I'll go with the bowl win. I can't will myself. I um Maybe it's because I've been here too long. Three years, four years, whatever you want to call wow. it. Wow. Three years. That's quite a... Uh, I'll say 11 and three. Time. You're saying 12 and two. Again, I don't feel bad predicting this because... This is this is the year. So, all right, I gotta get to writing, Colin. I can't be doing this podcast with you all, all right, night. Do your outro and begin. Okay, follow us on Twitter at Mean Green twenty four seven Sport or no 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 at Mean Green twenty four seven. Follow Colin at CJH Mitchell. Follow me at Matt at Matthew Bruni underscore. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Bruni's Breakdown Podcast and SoundCloud. Uh, on Apple, leave us a rating, five stars only, please and thank you. Um, if you disagree with us, let us know on Twitter or any social media or any, if you have our numbers, just shoot us a text, it doesn't really matter. But if you disagree with us at all, just let us know, but be respectful, of course. And I don't think we have anything else to plug. Oh, yes, we do, at the actual site, mingreen247.com. Be a become subscriber, a become a VIP. 
Cause we have a lot important. of VIP stuff coming now that the season is starting and you're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back next Friday with our Abilene Christian preview, which will be like 30 minutes long or so. And then we'll be back to every Mondays. So mark it in your calendar and we'll talk to you all next week.